0: It's Tori Cameron, host of Steam Up the Classroom, and today I have Mandy Figlioli on the podcast. She is officially my um, most frequent guest. This is your third time, right? Third time coming on the the pod? Third time's a charm. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so I'm sure everyone that listens knows that I have a deep love for Mandy. And I think that she has so many amazing ideas and she's such a great resource. So I'm glad that she's on here uh, with me. We're going to catch up this episode and, and talk about all the cool things that have been happening. And I'll tell you about how she was instrumental in opening up the STEAM Lab, which is what my new job is. So welcome, Mandy. Hi, Tori. Don't give me all the
1: credit. You certainly did a lot of work to find yourself in the position that you're in, in the space that you're in, and I want to hear all about how you made your dreams come
0: true in your school district. Oh, my dreams really did come true. I know. I
1: love watching you on Twitter and seeing what you and your, your students are doing. How is the space? Tell me all about it.
0: Yeah, so it's been really cool to see this space transform um, and so basically we had an unused library and it hadn't been used for many, many years, um, we haven't had a librarian for many, many years and, uh, and so my principal he and I had just, I had like jokingly had talked about, I'm like, hey, like, let's turn into a makerspace. And um, and he was like, yeah. And then he went and saw um, some school districts that had makerspaces, and he visited, um, MassQ, which is the giant professional development conference, um, that's all tech and, um, they have a huge, uh, STEM and STEAM, um, aspect to it. And he was like, no, let's, let's look into this. So, um, so anyway, last year he, um, asked me a few times like, Hey, um, what do you think of this? How about, uh, a floor plan? Like what should we put? in here. And it was all kind of just a dream, basically. And um, and it wasn't until the very last week of school that it became a reality that this position was, um, that this room was going to be opened as STEAM Lab um, and that the position was actually going to be um, created too in district. So it was pretty amazing. I just thought that it was going to be this space that we were going to get to use and I was so giddy about that. But then when the position came about, it was basically like all of my wildest wildest dreams came together, <laughs> which has been really cool. And um, And Mandy, was such a huge help and I was picking her brain because I knew that she had created the makerspaces in her or the makerspace in her district. And, um, and she helped with, um, creating all of these awesome spreadsheets of things that, uh, we should order and how many and, um, and it was super helpful because we had to present all of that uh, to the upper admin and like the business um, directors and everything, so that they could see our vision on paper. And um, and also you were such a huge help with the floor plan, which um, has pretty much stayed true to. I what was wondering the vision, about that. How yeah. I know it was pretty crazy because this space is so huge. It's 2,000 square feet, which is just astounding. And um, and walking into it, knowing that it was going to be one giant lab and space for the kids, it was just overwhelming, but so exciting at the same time. And um, and so we've filled it and um, little by little we've been ordering since summer and for the most part we have everything in some things have taken a while to come in some furniture pieces we're still waiting on a couple funky things of furniture Um, but the kids have stools and movable tables they have different height tables Um, we have a whole low-tech area where they can build with the cardboard and like the craft supplies um and we have lego tables and two different green screens um we have tvs in there so the kids can chromecast from their chromebooks onto the tvs and um we have gigantic tables where um, I think it's like 10 kids can sit at them. They have the stools attached. They kind of look like, cafe- they are like cafeteria tables. Um, and so that's on um, near the green screen area, which is super helpful, especially when the kids are all lining up to do their projects. And, um, and we have our 3D printer and the sewing machine. So the sewing machine has been so incredibly popular that I've basically I love had- it. I know it's crazy. I've had to cap the kids out. I'm like, all right, I have too many people over here trying to use the sewing machine, but they've been so into it. And what I've been trying to do is have the different grade levels cause I have grades three through six trying to have them do different things at different, during different cycles. So I see the kids five different times throughout the year for cycles of um, five days in a row. And it usually consists of about six lessons within those five days because it's five consecutive days and then one day that rotates um, for when teachers have meetings. So Mm -hmm. I see them about five to six. I see them definitely five times, but um, sometimes six times during that cycle. So I've been trying to have the grades do different things for each cycle so that way the, um, the tech is always available, whether that's low tech or high tech. Um, so I've had one grade level at a time using um like the 3D printer, one grade level at a time using the um like sewing machine because one grade level really is one class and then it switches to the next class when it's when the five days are up. Mm-hmm. It cycles out like every two months, give or take. Which I think has worked really well because I was kind of nervous that things wouldn't be charged or um like if I have too many. Grades doing a 3D printer, then only one thing can print at a time, and they're gonna—they want to see their stuff, it and not like other
1: depending t- on the design. Uh,
0: yeah, so um, that's worked really well. Um, and then also just for like mess-wise, <laughs> it's been pretty good um, too. Especially when we do cardboard, it's definitely <laughs> easier to have one grade level doing cardboard at a time than all four of them. Cause I've done both. We started out the year with everyone doing cardboard and, um, and you know, bless the custodians. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Made them absolutely. many dessert treats because it, I mean, as you can have the kids clean and clean and clean, but when it comes down to it, if there's little tiny specks of cardboard on the floor that they need to vacuum, and you really can't get up without a vacuum, I mean, our whole lab is carpeted. <laughs> so, oh, I,
1: I know. I <laughs> the, the messier the better. The messier yes. the better. The less the messiest lessons are usually the best, but it certainly is is not fun at the end of it too. Oh yeah, uh, like,
0: clean Luckily, the custodians are like, wow, like what the kids are making are really cool. So they're like into it. But um, they definitely have said that they're like, oh, like, wow, when they come in at the end of the day. (laughs) It's you know what? You brought up such an awesome point
1: that I don't think everybody thinks about what as far as including a maker mindset in your school. Everybody has to be a part of it. The custodians, the parents, the secretaries, everybody has to be aware of what's going on and and why we're doing it and support the vision. And so, you know, for us, what made me think of it was you talking about the custodians. They they even collect trash for me. I have people Mm -hmm. that you know, eat their box of pizza and, and see that little thing in the middle and say, oh, this could be a table or a wheel or, you know, so I keep a bin in my office and uh, the magic bin, we call it, and people just bring stuff in. That's
0: so and, cool. you
1: know, everybody knows if they're getting rid of things, they'll call me. Um, so you do, you bring up a great point. Every, it's it's, it's got to be a community effort and everybody understanding what's going on. Um, and I'm so glad that your space is having that effect on the school as well. It's so, it's so important and it can just be such such a big impact on the district, on the school, on the culture. Um, I'm so glad to hear that it's, it's it's such a success for you.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely still growing um, and getting more and more people on board, but now that um, it's been open for a few months and all the teachers have had at least one cycle of their class being in there, um, they've seen what's what the kids are doing and I think mm-hmm. that's definitely helping them to understand what the space is for because not everyone's been introduced to steam or a meager space. Um, so I think getting them to actually see it and come in and 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 I invite them to come play with anything or to come see their kids, and they see the projects coming home. And I also have a Steam Lab Instagram page, which a lot of the teachers have started following with their teacher accounts, so they can see when their kids, when they have, when I have their kids, I post a whole bunch of videos and pictures, and um, and so they can see what their kids are doing. And I think that's really helps too. And uh, not this week, but next week, we have parent conferences. And um, because I'm not a regular classroom teacher anymore, I don't have the set. You know, Every 10 minutes, I have a different set of parents that come in. Instead, I'm having open houses, and the parents can come in when... They go in for their kids' scheduled conferences. They can come into the STEAM lab uh, before or after or in between or whatever and come check out the space. And I'm going to have projects out so they can see what the kids have been making. And I'm going to have all of our tech up and running so they can see kind of what the kids have been doing. And, And I had a big open house earlier in the year in October too, and that has definitely helped. And I think the more and more people see what the lab is capable Absolutely. of doing. I think that's where people also get on board too. It hasn't been. It hasn't been easy, um, and I didn't expect it to be easy to just have everyone be as excited about it as I am. <laughs> you know, because if you know, change is scary, and also um, this whole new space has been completely transformed. So it's definitely been a learning curve for everyone involved, including me. You know what, Tori, I think
1: that your work is a testament to the power of what one really, really passionate and motivated educator can do in a school system. And so if if you're someone that's listening to this, and obviously STEM, STEAM making is something that you're interested in, you have to recognize that you do have power as one individual to make an impact in your classroom, in your system, in your district. And, you know, Tori, I think back to our original conversations of, of how passionate you are, and you just really advocating for that work and telling your story on Twitter, telling your story to the teachers, whether you thought they were interested or not, Mm -hmm. um, and really starting to sell it to your administrative team. And, you know, you can do it As, as one person, as one educator, you can have a really large impact by just changing your mindset about what the possibilities are, whether it be with technology, whether it be with cardboard, but just being a connected educator, finding the people, finding a system to support you and learn from, and then really advocating for that. You know, yeah. you made a huge difference in your district I in mean. such a short amount of time, and I can't wait to watch and see how, how you continue to grow and, and that your, your, your lab continues to grow. I'm just so proud of you and uh-huh. so excited for your work.
0: Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, I know it's it's definitely. I mean, it's been a dream, and I think that I it, there definitely was luck involved coming in at the the right time too to the district, um, and and also just the support from the administrators. I couldn't have asked for more incredible administrators, and um, and they're supportive of the maker mindset, which is so. Incredible to have that support. Like They're so interested in coming to see what the kids are doing like the superintendent was in the other day She was like what's happening in the steam lab and I was like actually we're lining up to go to lunch But <laughs> you can come on in, you know, and the people just want to see what the kids are up to and um, And it's so cute because there's a few teachers that have created their own maker spaces in their classrooms and uh, and they're so excited. They're like, "Oh, come and look! Like, come look to see what the kids have been making, or or come look at this closet that I rent out, and now it's the maker phase closet, so the kids can pull out stuff." And I love it. And I hope that it continues to spread. And I think the more and more, the kids talk about it and the more and more the teachers um, see you know, the maker mindset and action and, and everything, I think it's gonna continue to spread and getting those teachers involved and excited too um, has definitely helped get other teachers excited. So I think like what you were saying uh, earlier, or just now where um, like if you're someone that's interested in making um, a space in your room or something like that, I would say just go for it. Even if it's this tiniest little space, even if it's like your kid's Lincoln Logs from 10 years ago, bring that bucket in and see what the kids can make with it. Cause Lincoln Logs even can just be transformed from not just Lincoln Logs to who knows a city of all sorts of different structures that the kids can make with, construction paper and cardboard and link alongs and all that kind of stuff. You can just pull in all of these different pieces and even like group projects. Um, last year, some of the teachers well, like all that we would have to do all the same units, but I would prefer to do the, my units as more um, project base instead of um, like Smaller mini units within the unit. I would have more of like a project-based giant unit that um the kids would be working in groups and all that kind of thing. So it's just like a different way of I don't know how would you describe it. A different way of um, teaching the kids or or a different I guess mindset is
1: absolutely. And even how you utilize your space. Yeah. It just feels different Uh, when, when creativity is flourishing in the room, it just feels like a different space. It's not a culture of being compliant. It is just a culture of freedom and flexibility and perseverance. And it's, it's just a better space for the kids and for the educator. You know, there's a lot, it's a lot more enjoyable to be facilitating than feel all the pressure, like all the learning solely depends on you. Yeah. Um, it's just, I and I think you're seeing that every day in your space and, and loving the work that you're doing.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I like to think that I'm um, more of a relaxed kind of like free bird where the kids are like, can we pull this out and use this? And I like something like, well, I didn't think that we would use with hot glue guns today, but yeah, go ahead. Pull the like, pull out the hot Absolutely. glue guns. Absolutely. That's it you're bringing up a really great point. I think that people struggle with at the beginning
1: of starting to integrate STEAM into their lessons or, or starting to embrace making in their classroom is the, it just feels different. And, you know, you just have to trust that you're going to get to an end result that was an authentic application of what they've learned, but it, it definitely is different. And you you just got to, let them take the reins and steer the wheel. And once you do it a few times, it, it starts to feel more natural. But I think definitely that is something that new people that are new to this type of instruction feel that. And, it, and it's normal. They have to know that, that it's normal for it to feel uncomfortable. And, and I think that's when the best learning
0: comes out. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not, and because I see all the classes in the whole school, um, it's not always easy with every class. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I have to say no, like, "Oh no, you know what? We really are not ready to have the freedom of the Hucklugans today." Mm-hmm. It's Like, let's try again tomorrow. Today we are fighting. You know, <laughs> like, today absolutely. Our, today our groups are really not meshing. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of a day to day or class to class kind of thing, but just trusting that the kids are learning and and not only are they learning how to be makers, but they're also learning how to interact with each other, which Mm -hmm. I think is huge because there's a huge difference between them sitting at their desks and doing whatever the work is um, for the day versus... Up and around, grabbing what they need, coming back, testing things out, going back and forth, talking to their group, saying like, "Is this working? Is this not working?" There's more freedom in there, and with more freedom, can also come more arguments or strong more. personalities. Oh yes, <laughs> like, I'll go back sometimes, dropping off the kids, and I'm like, your class has very strong personalities. <laughs> like, That's another thing too about the responsiveness,
1: as far as. Responding to the learners that you 're working with, and I have found some teachers utilize um, giving students roles, maybe a materials manager or the chief architect and For classes where you have really strong personalities, that may be helpful to designate roles on certain challenges, certain tasks. Other students may have personalities that go well and they 're going to you know find their role, find their niche, but sometimes with you know having a little bit of structure and giving them a role, you might push them into a uh, a place or a role that they wouldn't have naturally um, sought out themselves. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was on a Twitter chat tra- recently and we were having that um, healthy debate of should there be structure in a ma- maker space? Is there a time and place for it? And I agree. It's really like any other instructional situation where you just have to be responsive and and recognize what you're trying to achieve in the space, the personalities that you're working with. And I, I agree. There are definitely um, times and places for, to designate roles and whether, and knowing whether or not they're in a place, you know, I don't know if, if the hot glue gun would be appropriate. If, if you're with young learners and they're very excitable, you know, you would want it to be more of a time that you felt that it was right. And so mm-hmm. I think that that responsiveness really transcends any learning space and any type of instructional strategy. Yeah. Um, it was funny that you brought it up. I had the unique opportunity to present for Global Maker Day. We had a session in our element. I utilized the fifth grade students, and we did a 30-minute tour of our makerspace. And so I got to spend um, three days preparing in the makerspace uh, leading up to the presentation. And it was it was really special because, you know, I've been in central office for four years, and I have learned so much um, about making and 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 instruction and assessment over the years, and it it has changed the way I would have taught. And so to have the opportunity to teach in this space and work with the kids um, was just really, really special. Yeah. it, we did something, um, we had to give a challenge to go with our presentation, and we did the magic bin challenge, and that was thinking about if you're one teacher, one person trying to get this started, um, this may be a good place for you to start. Um, get, get a magic bin, put a bin in your room, a cardboard box, a Tupperware bin, and start collecting um, the low-tech items. It could be recyclables, it could be craft supplies, like pipe cleaners, buttons, duct tape washi tape um, and then you know to tell the kids something as simple as make something that does something um, and that can be a really great place to start as far as just getting kids accustomed to using different materials getting them to think divergently um, you know I think that's a really nice low entry point that can have take you in a lot of different places and, and even be connected to different content areas oh, yeah definitely you know I love the low tech stuff. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, but you, you've you've said magic then a few times, Mandy, and I feel like we need to talk about your huge no, it's yeah.
1: coming, it's coming. I'm trying to be patient, Tori. We are um, waiting tell, on, on tell the, the second people. proof. People, okay. It. I am. I'm very excited to announce, and I've already announced it on Twitter and Facebook. But I have written my first children's book, and oh. it has been inspired by the maker movement, and the book is called Miss Makey. And the magic bin, and I'm really hoping that she becomes someone who's a mascot um, for the maker movement. And it should be out. We, I, the first proof came back, and there were a few things in the illustrations that needed it adjusted. And so I'm waiting on the second proof to come back. And you know, once we. Um, approve that proof. It, it will be for sale on Amazon. Oh it God. will be for sale on Dorrance Publishing. Um, I'm also going to be starting a website so that I can sell signed copies, and also um, I'm going to sell some stickers, maybe aprons, um, just things that I have in t- talking to people. Um, once I share my story with them, that they're like, "Oh, I want it! I want a magic bin! I want an apron!" Um, so yeah. I want to make sure that people can get those things easily. A lime size like, cutout of
0: Miss Makey. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I totally so put cute.
1: that in my steam lab. I'm- oh, I'm so thrilled um, with with the entire thing with the illustrations. It just it was just such a tremendous experience. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful to um, George Davison. He is the CEO of Invention Land, and we had done a lot of work with them and in their Invention Land Institute curriculum. And he has seen my vision, supported my vision all along. And I really have to say thank you to him too for bringing this story to life and giving me oh, the awesome. opportunity to advocate for maker ed. Um, I'm excited, Tori. I'm excited. I hope that, you know, I continue to meet people like you that are eager and passionate and open minded and that we can kind of reimagine what school's supposed to be. It just, it, there's a lot, lot going on in schools, especially public schools. We have some things that, you know, that we have to do that we don't have a lot of control over. So we've got to take the opportunities to, to give the, the classroom back to the kids yeah. when we can. And I think that you and I both know that's, that's where the magic is when they're, when the materials are affluent and the space is flexible and the kids are at the front seat, um, driving the car. That's when, that's when good things happen. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm really excited.
0: Oh, it's so amazing. Well, when you go on your world tour, can you have me go with you? And I'll just be like your hype girl. Like I'll be the people, you know, at the beginning of the Ellen DeGeneres show, they're the ones that are like blasting the music and they're like, Mandy's coming out in 10 minutes. Wait, Tori, I did have a vision. I didn't even get to tell you. If you get invited to Ellen, can I please
1: call? Yeah, t- Tori, <laughs> I actually had a vision that included both of us. And oh my God. So I wanted to write a letter to um, Ellen and also bring in Amy Poehler. Oh making my God! It, right, because Amy was on there. Amy was on there prior to the release of the first show, <sighs> and we have to give our plug for making it. We love this show. Whether oh, yeah. you are five years old or forty years old or sixty years old, we love this show. It's so good. Everybody feel good. But I do, Tori. I was thinking I could email Ellen and tell her, send her a copy of the book. And tell her how much we love making it, and how much we love Amy Poehler in general, <laughs> and that we should all be together because I think that this is an issue that Ellen would be on board for. Ellen love Ellen is an adult that never grew up, just like Miss yes. M. And I feel like she would be on board if we could tell her our story. And, you know, I'm certain she's someone that would want to
0: advocate for a good cause. I am putting, you are putting this out into the universe and I am so into it. I don't even know if I can handle myself on Ellen. I'd probably just be like, ah, I, I don't think, think the whole have to. I think. She, and I then, think then like, me, if we met Amy at the same time, they'd probably have to wheel me out in like a wheelchair because I wouldn't be able to like we could have maker that's challenges i have cool. a vision i have a vision oh my Me, god uh?
1: ellen amy polar it's gonna happen oh
0: i can't <laughs> i'm like sweating right when now. when does
1: the new season start i don't even know
0: well they're they um for making it they just posted um that they're taking applications so i'm guessing that they're they'll film in the spring and then it'll come out again in the summer i feel like i think it's like a it's a summer show because that's when it came out last summer so i'm guessing that it's going to be you know, a reoccurring summer show. I can't wait. I, even my um, kids loved it. I watched it with my kids. They're yeah, so my husband fun. loved it. Like I recommended mm-hmm. it to everyone. And um, it was just, it was so perfect for, I know. for what it needed to it's- be. And I love the great British baking show. Like I love those kinds of shows, especially the British one, because they, they focus more on the actual creating and less on the competition. You know what I mean? And I felt like making it did that too. They focused on the actual creating. They, they asked the people what they were doing, how they were doing it, what they were using. So you could actually learn from the show instead of just hear about, Oh, this person's getting cut. You know what
1: I mean? Oh, and I would keep a notebook. I took so many design challenges. They really had some unique, um, unique ideas and the, the comedy of it. It was just great.
0: Oh, I so loved good. it. It was
1: great. I would love to see a kid's version
0: of yeah. making
1: it. I do. I think it would do well. You know, oh they're God. just so proud of the things they make. There's nothing better than the smile on their face.
0: We should um, start like a little, um, like public TV making it show.
1: They need something.
0: Yeah. They definitely I'll, I'll, uh, something. I'll talk to my, my friends at EV cam community access media. They're like, all right, I got a new show for you guys. <laughs> They
1: they like they, so it would cute. never get old.
0: It would right? never get old. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. oh, I'm actually into this. I think maybe I will chat I
1: chat. Tori, I knew, I knew when I met you on Twitter that you and I were going to do amazing things together. <sighs> we're going <laughs> to chat hey, the world together. I've, hey, I think, I think we're doing pretty well right now. I'm so excited that we're going to meet Amy and Ellen. <laughs> I'm try, I'm going to try my best. I already have <laughs> on my list um, of of people to reach out to that. I would love the opportunity to talk to and just to hear, you know, to have your voice on that, that level of a platform would be amazing. It would kill two birds with one stone. A, you get to be shouted to the world. You know, what's best for kids B, Amy Poehler and Ellen dream. (laughs) And and Tori, you, I feel it's so strange that you and I have still never met in person.
0: I know. And it's so funny because last summer, it ended up being a much busier summer than I had anticipated. And last summer, I was so sure. I was like, you know what? I was talking to my husband in the spring. I was like, I really want to travel down to Pennsylvania. Like, let's do this. And he's like, uh, can I come? Like, (laughs) I want to come too. I want to meet this Mandy person that you talk about all the time and you talk to and you're like texting her and you've never met her.
1: and I was we, like, have, we okay. need to wait for something really special. There's amazing things happening in Pittsburgh. I will tell you
0: in That's this so region, cool. we
1: have the remake learning network and amazing things are happening. So when something big, either a big conference or something like that is going on, we will try to get, get meet up and he, there's always mass I would love to attend that as well. So maybe yeah. one day we can meet there. I'm so intrigued by that conference. I was
0: following it on Twitter and um, it I is an opportunity to attend. It blows my mind. It, I don't, I don't realize. I, I. Hold on, what am I trying to say? I didn't realize that it could get better, and then it does. <laughs> I like can't handle it. It's so good. I'm giddy for the entire conference. It was so funny. Um, I'm actually trying to have uh, one of the um, people on the board come on to the podcast, and so I'm sure like she and I would get way more into like you But basically. I run around for eight hours both days and talk to as many people as I can. And this time around I was like, I'm gonna take a picture with every single person that I talk to. And um and I put it all on Twitter and um and so my district sent me both days because I presented. So if you present you I get know, the- congratulations. Thanks. I actually had a big crowd and I was like this is amazing. Um, and, and cause there's so many different workshops at the same time, you can literally choose from, I think it's like over 20. And I was so honored that people, um, came and, and, um, and so it was funny the second day, my principal was there the second day and he was like, so I've been like around to the vendors and, and seen like a bunch of different educators that I recognize every year. And he's like, and everyone has said that you've come up to them. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm really in my element. <laughs> this, these are my people. So I'm to sit behind all of them. <laughs> Hey, I agree. I, there's there's something
1: energizing about being in a, in a room of like-minded people, not necessarily even like-minded, but just that wrap their arms around the same cause for kids. Yes. You know, even in within that room, I'm sure you're going to find a, diverse opinions. But just knowing that everybody there shares your vision of, of what school could be, should be. Exactly. It's just energizing. It is. And that's why I love talking to you. I love doing Twitter chats. I just... It, you, to be a connected educator is so important to keep yourself fresh and learning, but also to keep your tank full. Yeah, it has been such a, a benefit to for me. And like I said, I've only been on Twitter for like a year and a half, and I was I was missing out for sure.
0: Right, I know. One of my um, one of my friends at, in my school, she just started her Twitter a couple. Actually, I think she started it right after MasQ, and she loves to come up to me and she's like, Tori, like. I'm meeting all these new people that I didn't know were out there and Twitter is so cool. And I was like, I know it's, it's my favorite thing. And honestly, it's like my favorite social media. And it's just, it's so great to be able to talk to people literally all over the world and to get ideas. Oh yeah. And my
1: other bucket list item for us, Tori, uh, is Maker Faire Roam. I, this year, right around the time, right before it launched, I had seen it come through my feed, and I started following a bunch of People that were attending, presenting, um, and oh my gosh, it is on my bucket list to attend Maker Fair Rome. It was just,
0: that?
1: Um, it, it, it's just the Maker Fair in Rome. Um, and what was awesome oh, was Maker a lot Fair of it.
0: Rome, Rome, that- yes,
1: Maker oh. Fair Rome. Sorry, Ooh. and it, a lot of the posts that were coming were you know written in different languages, but you didn't even need to see the words to see what was happening. It tri- it it's the same in. Whether you're in an elementary classroom, a high school classroom, with adults, watching Making It, making just brings out the best in people. And just seeing the photos and not even being able to read the words was just so inspiring. And I just, I just want to get out and, and oh, cool. see more of what's going on. And, and like you said, talk to people that are, that are doing it and loving it.
0: Do you guys have a Maker Fair down in Pittsburgh or even we, in Philly or anything?
1: We had a Maker Fair in Pittsburgh in... 2015 2016 and 2017 and then they didn't do one this year because they had a big rube goldberg exhibit at the children's museum of pittsburgh who usually sponsors it um so i'm hearing that there's um sponsorships up in the air for next year so i'm really hoping that it comes back Uh, but they did not have one this year but they have in years past how about you what's the closest one to you
0: Yeah. Boston has one every year. I've gone before. I was supposed to go this year, but um, it ended up like my whole family ended up being sick. (laughs) So I was sick. My toddler was sick. We were all sick. So we didn't end up getting there, but it is so awesome. They have, it's the Boston Mini Maker Fair and it used to be over the summer in July, but it was too hot. So they moved it to um, like early fall. I forget when it was. I think it was the first week in October, maybe this year. And, um, and they just have all sorts of people from all over. And because it's Boston um, and it has it has some pull, you know what I mean? Because it's such a big city, people mm-hmm. will come from all over and um, bring their stuff and present and show off what they're doing. But then there's all the people that are um, from the area too. And it was I really enjoyed being able to talk to – Um, just different educators that were presenting like their kids stuff or the kids and uh, or just different businesses that were showing what they do, um, either like products that they make or um, they will come visit the schools and show the kids what they do and or invite them to their businesses. So it was really, really, really cool. I think if anyone um, sees that uh, a Maker fair is going to be in their area, they should definitely go. It's totally worth it. Um, it's just so inspiring too. And it's Great. crazy because some of the things that they're making, it's like, wh- how did you even think of think that? Of
1: that? <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. And it is, it's just, and it starts with those creative use of materials, the simple things that like you're doing with cardboard. The Mm -hmm. more we give kids the opportunities to see things differently, that's when, that's when they're going to take that experience and just build off of it. And I love the, there's just something about a showcase of adult work, student work, and every year we do, at the end of the year's Remake Learning Days. And both buildings, the elementary school and the middle high school, they host a showcase in the evenings, and they show all the amazing things that they've done um, related to STEAM or related to making, and they showcase those things, and that gives us something all year to be working for and thinking about. And, and it's just like a maker fair in the sense that everybody's there just showing off um, their craft and, and you know, there's that element of pride in their work and that's, that's another piece of getting people to buy in to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Anytime you can get, you know, students to show, to sh- show and tell, show people what you're doing, tell people what you're doing and, and make them understand the value of it. I think it's just so powerful on a grand, you know, on a big scale, like a Maker fair, but even a student exhibit of what you did in your classroom or for you in your lab is a great way to um, promote what you're doing and, and share it with all the stakeholders.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's so, it's so good.
1: It is. You should think about that with your first year in the lab is how are you going to tell your story at the end of the year and make sure you keep some projects. Um, But it's a great opportunity to get kids excited about the following year, about other Mm -hmm. projects they would do and, and, You know those teachers that they're bringing them to your class, and they're hearing the excitement when the students come back to their class. But you know, just more ways you can let them see what you're doing. I think that hopefully it will you'll start to see that transferring into their classrooms, and you know maybe even into the students' homes and re inspiring the parents to be creative.
0: Oh yeah, I mean what you what you're talking about right now, parents. It's so funny. I've gotten emails. I've had parents um, stop me in school or when I had like the open house, and they're like where can I get this stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. and so um, with parent conferences coming up in a couple of weeks they're right before Christmas and so I told the principal I said hey like I want to have some info brochures um, for the parents about steam lab in general but I also want to have are you looking for um, holiday presents <laughs> if so here's some great ones and you he was even like think that's on a great. wish
1: list putting a wish list on Amazon
0: yeah Something yeah I in public. yeah and, um, but like the parents, they're, the kids are coming home and they're talking about their Ozobot Evos and the parents are like, what are you talking about? Cause like, who knows what an Ozobot Evo is if you haven't seen it. Right. Oh yeah. I love those. They've been That's, so versatile like, for us. Language. Right. And, um, and so they're, they're asking me and the kids are like trying to explain it to their parents and the parents are like, we don't know what you're saying. And, <laughs> um, and so they'll come into school and be like, my mom wants to know where you can find this. <laughs> And I'm like um and and they're like how much is it I'm like I don't know guys we go through vendors and we buy them in bulk but let me see if I can find you one a single one that's the um, best compliment right the best compliment
1: to the work that is happening in your classroom when they want to take it home and they don't want to stop working on it that that is how you know you've done
0: something magical it's been yeah it's that's been the coolest part I think just seeing the kids get so excited and line up and and with holiday sh- shopping and, and everything in um, all the stores bringing in all the different um, like must-have items this year it's so great to see all of the stem that's out there and even that I was looking at this um, all right. So, you know, like the play kitchen sets for toddlers, uh-huh. you know, the preschoolers, you know, the iconic kitchen sets. They have one that's a STEM one. I have
1: it. My stuff. son has it. You do? Oh my God. It's so it's, it's fantastic. It's adorable. It has the circuit. It has almost like a mini makey makey that yeah. they can, like there's a, a project they can do with a banana. It has a marble run that he can keep, um, interchanging out it com- it comes with um, your basic things for science experiments if anything you're doing with mixing liquids, things like that it is my son got it for his birthday love love, right. love it highly recommend it if you're looking for something you can also um i'm actually when we get off um, The phone today, I'm going to be in my makerspace. I have a little makerspace in my laundry room for my kids. It's already messy. Yeah, it's already messy. Embrace the mess. Um, You know, I just had, I bought a table that kind of adjusts on Amazon on, goes high, goes low, some um, bouncy balls they can sit on. I have some, the rolling drawers to put all the different things in there for making, you know, you can easily, if there's a messy place in your house, embrace the mess, add a little place for your child to (laughs) work or tinker. Um, and there's so many resources online of things you can be doing at home. You know, let's say you're a parent listening to this and say, why isn't my school doing this? Um, you know, there's things you can do at home. And Hmm. I think that creativity is going to be a skill, um, that is going to stay with us forever, regardless of where the trends go with technology, artificial intelligence. I think the creativity is just something that is a human, um, a human skill that you know that we're we're so fortunate to to have, and we need to really make sure we're tapping into that in our kids, and so that they're thinking of new ways as as everything's changing. To find better ways to do things, find careers, um, find their passion. Mm-hmm. I just, I love you. We're, we're two of a kind making just even talking about making just gets me so fired up because it has changed me personally. It has ch- impacted my school district in great ways. And I've met so many amazing people through, through my learning about making. So yeah. always excited to have this opportunity to talk.
0: Oh, me too. I love talking to you. I know we will meet
1: one day, Tori. One day we shall oh, meet and happen. it might be on Ellen. You just never know. Stop it.
0: Oh my God. I'm sending if her a
1: book. I'm-, I'm telling you, I hate to blow the surprise Ellen. If you're listening, but Ellen, <laughs> if
0: you're listening, I- like, <laughs> Oh my God. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening. I, I-, I bet you Ellen's a maker at heart. You oh, just- definitely. just loves to have fun.
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> If we, if I met you on the same day that I met Amy Poehler and Ellen, I, I would like, I know, I would
1: just turn into a puddle. Hey, I stranger really, things have happened. You, okay. you At this time last year, you probably didn't think that you were going to be teaching in a STEAM classroom. That's so.
0: true. Oh my stranger God. Stranger things have
1: happened. If you want okay. it to happen, you will it to happen.
0: Hey, okay, now put it into the universe and see, That's what, it. see what comes about.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> When, this, when you put this one out, make sure you tag Ellen in it and Amy Poehler and making it. And yes. we'll just, you know, just start planting seeds.
0: <laughs> They're going to be like, who are these people that always tweet to us?
1: But we'd be willing to do embarrassing things <laughs> on TV, anything to, anything to meet them. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Oh, God, I love how game you are.
1: Uh, oh, you know that.
0: You're the best. I'm a
1: child at heart, Tori. So are right? you.
0: I know Absolutely. when, when we, we, when we meet, cause it's going to happen. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we're going to need to give ourselves at least, I don't know, 20 minutes to just be like, ah, like you get the giggles together. out. Yeah. And, um, and just to be able to get over the fact that we're finally meeting and we probably, um, should meet somewhere where it's not like super public. Cause anyone that will watch us will be like, what are they saying? We can't understand. Cause they're just like, Tada! We're just excited about making. We can't help it. Oh, yeah. That's how
1: school should be. Kids should be. That's how kids should sound on the way to school and the way on, on the way out the door. Right. If We've done our jobs and they're as excited as we are coming to school and leaving school.
0: There we go, guys. <laughs> just sew that into a pillow. I love it. Right. Isn't that what they say? Yep. Yeah. Maybe we're on <laughs> a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I do have. A, I do have a, one of those word tattoos. I do love it. It's a um, quote from a book. But, uh, yeah, you know, there we go, guys. <laughs> uh, Mandy, fun. I'm going to wrap this up because I feel like we could go on forever. I, oh, I know. How long did we go? We said 30 minutes. I don't know. I said 30 minutes, and, and it was so funny. I told my husband. I was like, I'm just going to record Mandy, just like 30 minutes, and, you know, a like check-in episode. We haven't talked in a while. And he was like, all right, so we will see you in an hour and a half. And I was like, no. <laughs> uh.
1: Uh, I know. I I was hoping we would get to check because we hadn't gotten to talk about um, how it was going for you. So I was hoping that was going to be a part of the show.
0: Thanks. Oh, well, (laughs) Mandy, we have to tell everyone how they can reach you.
1: Oh, Tori, the best way to reach me... (laughs) The uh, easy way to reach me is on Twitter. Um, My handle is Mrs. Fig Makes, M R S F I G Makes. Um, When the book comes out, my website will be up, missmakey.com. I plan on having um, free resources that go with the book for teachers, also featuring do it yourself projects for adults, for kids, makers of all ages, Um, also a Trash to Treasure page where you can kind of see some things that people are doing with um, upcycling, recycling, um, and also um, the Magic Shop where you'll be able to buy, um, merchandise and the book. so Um, so you can reach me there. I know I'm very excited. I know. So we will, we're almost there. Hopefully within the next few weeks, it will be available to buy, but you only get one shot at the first release. So I've tried to really put um, my best effort into making sure it's perfect before it goes out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's so great. And if you guys want to reach out to me, um, my Twitter is at steam up the clsrm or steamuptheclassroom.com. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>